Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Star vs. the Force of Evil, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I am joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. Alex Bonilla. Bonjour. And Andy Potter. Hello. Uh, I'm ignoring the Alex greeting today. Uh, Delaney yeah, and Alex, like, uh, Andy and I will be, uh, I guess that is on theme with the episode, yeah. We'll be getting into the uh, November 8th uh, episodes of Star vs. the Forces of Evil, uh, Demon Sism, and Sophomore Slump that were out today on the Watch Disney app and aired tonight on Disney XD at 8 p.m., much like every uh, Monday to Thursday day this week and next week. Uh, same same procedure during all of what we're calling Starvember, and we're covering it all here at the Overly Animated podcast you can find all of our star versus the force of evil podcast at overlyanimated.com or search for overly animated star on uh, itunes your favorite podcatcher and, or on youtube subscribe to us there or on itunes to not miss any of our everyday star coverage we're here every day talking Ooh. about it all it's been great so far and we have a lot to get into from these two episodes oh boy um it's gonna be interesting so uh make sure you've seen demon Sism and sophomore slump and preview all previous episodes of star before getting into it spoiler warning so um delaney uh overall impressions of these two episodes okay so star just continues to be really great like these episodes are awesome um i you know did like i had to get caught up i had to watch four episodes today and Everything's just really great. Um, I lo- even though Demoncism hurt my soul, it's an awesome episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Sophomore slump was all sophomore slump kind of hurt my soul, and then I was really excited about it, but then it hurt my soul again. But again, both episodes are really great. I do think sophomore slump is weaker than Demoncism, though there are some like things in sophomore slump that I relate to that are really funny, and it's just a really funny episode. But th- Demoncism, I think, is like a really great episode, and like possibly one of like the best episodes in the series honestly i really enjoyed it especially someone who generally doesn't like tom also i'm not sure what tom and star's ship name is and i don't need to know because i don't care don't worry about it (laughs) and it hurts my soul but it's okay and ponyhead's great in this episode and i just really i was really just i'm really excited about star i'm just really feeling it like these i loved these episodes okay delaney feeling it and a confirmed tom starshipper since she said that uh, that demonism Um, is one of the best episodes of the series no, no, wait a minute. No. That's what I no. heard. That's the part that hurts. I hate you. This is, this is what hurts <laughs> my soul. That's what I heard. That's literally the only takeaway I, I had from that. No. Danny <laughs> does not ship Tom Star. Then how did it's you awful. love Demoncism? Because it was a good thing. Okay, it was a great <laughs> okay, episode, okay, okay. and that's what frustrates me. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah, I, It'd be I like know. me liking a Zatara episode. It's just messed up, okay? But there aren't any Zatara episodes because Zatara yeah, is not no real. there's no Zatara but... episodes. That's not, it's not a good comparison. Okay. Uh, there you go. Hot takes from Delaney already starting off here. Alex, uh, overall impressions of, of these episodes? I, I think I'm on the opposite of Delaney here. Like, I really love Sophomore Slump. And Demoncism just felt very weak to me. Uh, Demoncism, honestly, my favorite parts were Ponyhead. I, I don't like Ponyhead usually. But <laughs> here, she landed her jokes. And she stood out. Whereas Tom and Star just felt boring to me honestly in this episode whereas a uh, sophomore slump i just love jackie and I-, I wish she was more of a character in this show where th- so that this episode would have more meaning but i think he- even with the very little development we've had of jackie thus far like this was a strong episode it made me uh, be very annoyed with marco which i think is the show's aim to do and uh, while i don't really want to think about what's the aftermath of this but just the episode in itself was very interesting and fun to watch Okay. Okay. So reverse takes here. 
Uh, interesting. We'll see. We'll see which uh, which the rest of us agree with. Andy, what are your what are your takes on demonism and sophomore slump? I'm in a similar place to Alex. I really liked like uh, demonism was okay. I liked it. There were some parts I didn't like that much, and some parts I really liked. Ponyhead was great as she always is, and sophomore slump. It isn't the best episode of the show, but I think it's one of my favorite in the show because Marco he's just a treasure. I love Marco. And this episode is just one of the funniest epi- Marco episodes I've seen in a while, while also having a lot of really good Jackie Jarko moments. And uh, yeah, I really like and it. And it had D and D. Like yeah, what, I was, was going to say, D- Andy That's loves fair. the D and D episode. Shocker! Wow. Like no, no, no. I have a lot to say about that. I loved it <laughs> so much. It was so good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I really like this. Is one of my favorite episodes ever. Like Demon Dizzy was fine, but Software Slump was great. Yeah, so I can I can understand finding sophomore slump me more appealing in terms of content, um, but I'm definitely on Delaney's side that uh, Demon Civism is like the more obje- more on the it, podcast. It's the objectively better episode. I feel like, in my opinion, it's just really well put together, and I think it's just a. It, I initially I was like I hate this episode, much like any. It was the same thing as uh, yesterday's first episode too. I was like for the first time I watched, uh-huh. I was like this sucks because it's Tom, and I just hate Tom so much. But um, but this rewatching it, it's just so well put together. The show is is production values are so good, and um, just Demon Sism is just a very good episode of television. Uh, I would argue that it's like the 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 fact that it ends with this Tom Star stuff, which is like emotionally not satisfying and um, isn't necessarily built up that well, um, does hurt it. So I think that is valid. Um, and then Sophomore Slump is it's fine. It's it's going to be an incredibly controversial episode, I assume, among the fandom. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just kind of crazy in how much is happening there. Uh, just the, so, okay. So previous, previously on this podcast yesterday, I said at the end, not that anyone made it to the end, but that hour long podcast, but I said that if tomorrow, uh, we had, uh, Tom star followed by Jarko episodes that I would scream and <laughs> but you got a Jarko breakup. Right. So it's like I was right <laughs> until the end. I was like, I just have to start this podcast off by yelling, but then they broke up. So I think it's, it's vindicated. So minor scream. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so I didn't scrim like yeah, the scrim. small yell, <laughs> yeah. like a little. Ah. Yeah. Okay. That's. I don't know what that was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sure. Um, yeah. So we'll. I mean, we'll get into demonism. I think demonism is like the le- the much less important to the plot episode here. I feel like sophomore slump just has a ton of earth shattering consequences to what this show is. Uh, all all in eleven minutes in a kooky eleven minute package so i i really want to start off here with sophomore slum uh because one marco back to muni two jarko breakup like wow i can't i can't believe we did these two things in one episode uh it seemed very fast to me well i mean it makes sense that i think they always had to happen at the same time because we like in all honesty that's what was keeping marco on earth like he doesn't want to go to school he doesn't care and like he misses star like i mean at this point i think it makes like i think it makes sense that like they had to happen together i think the the jerko breakup i don't think was led up to very well obviously we all wanted it so, but hey speak for yourself anyway oh <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, like whatever like if you don't ship starco like okay but um so, uh, delaney calling like, out half the fandom but, yeah, basically continue. Um, well, we all, like we all knew this was coming because like you, it's it's like you watch the show and you know what's going to happen eventually, and 
Also, Marco literally can't shut up about Muni and Star, so clearly this is what's going to happen. Crystal. But, yeah, Crystal. <laughs> and, but I do think, I don't know, like, it seemed just a little unearned, like, this kind of, like, a, like I mean, they played it, w- like, well, I thought, like, when Marco said, you're my best friend, and that's when Jackie's like, we know that's not true. But it did, like, we, we just hadn't seen Jackie in kind of a while before this point, and it was like, were you dating? <laughs> So, because it's interesting when he says, "Oh, it's our three month like anniversary." It's like, is it? So, I think that's the part that's kind of like unearned. It's just we didn't have we haven't spent a lot of time with Jackie and Marco together. Like we've had a few episodes, but not enough time for us to be like, "Oh, like we're just got we're just kind of like waiting for like the other shoe to drop." But here it is. But I do think it always had happened at the same time, and I'm kind I I do like how it happened. I think it was well executed, even though it was kind of rushed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with a lot of that. Um, Alex, uh, do do you think it is? Do you think it was too fast? And also, how much have you cried over the Jarko breakup? <laughs> I have Sad. not cried because Jackie needs to move on to a better person. But she's find um, a girlfriend. No, yeah. invalidated yeah. the Jarko credentials. That's what I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I I want Jackie to be a happy character and one with depth. And I think that this episode did enough of a job in. Like letting you know that Jackie is like no is per- perceptive enough to know that something's going on with Marco and uh, throughout this episode, and uh, by the end, like I I bought it. Jackie, uh, uh, it's so hard to talk about her character because we haven't seen <laughs> enough of her. Like she's barely in any episodes, but yeah, just her eventually like ca- catching on to Marco's hyperbole. Like there's no place I'd rather be. You're my best friend. And Jackie knows Marco's history, so of course she's not going to buy any of that. So all in all, just her seeing through that, seeing that Marco just has these hangups, and her her just being so so chill about it, like that's in line with her personality. But like the fact that she she seems so much mature than any of the other of Tom Star or Marco right now, like that that just really took me by it threw me for a loop for a bit. But I, I just love that that portrayal of her and the fact that the breakup like wasn't really mean spirited at all. It was just such a weird feeling where, like, uh, I I want I wanted Jarko Jarko to last a little bit longer, but like the way it ended, I'm like fine. Like as long as Jackie's happy and we we are left with the realization that Marco is still needs a lot of growing up to do. Like uh, I'm I'm fine with that conclusion, honestly. Okay, so so hold on, Alex. So you think so? That, first of all, definitely one of our best Jackie episodes. Like, um, yeah, I've, for one, sure. Yeah, for and sure. we get a lot of build up. But you you seem to be characterizing this as a like Jackie characterization build up, whereas I think it's definitely uh, possible that this is a Jackie conclusion. I think this might be the last time we ever see Jackie on the show. Ever? No, but I I do think that her usefulness to the plot is vastly diminished, and I I am prepared if this is her farewell for if this is her farewell, it's a it's a heck of a farewell. Right, like obviously she can come back in a Ferguson Alonso. If a Ferguson and an Alfonso can come back, then Jackie can come back in the background. But this this that ending scene of her saying uh, "Stay amazing, okay," and then skateboarding away, I think that's her skateboard, skateboarding away from our TV screens. I think that we are <laughs> we are done. we are done with Jackie. So dramatic. Well, I think we're done with Earth. Right. So, well, but Jan- Jana, though, like uh, I feel like uh, they're still, ca- and also Marco's parents. Like we're never going to be totally separated from Earth, uh, at least in my opinion. But uh, yeah, J- Jackie in particular, I-, I think this was her peak. Yeah. So, uh, 
so well, the Earth thing is another topic to get into as well. Um, but uh, first, first of all, I think that a lot of people are listening and are, and are saying, "Hold up, uh, Dylan, Jarko's not. This wasn't a Jarko breakup. This was a Marco breaking up from Earth. This was not actually a Jarko breakup." What 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 do we say to that? Because I've, uh, I've seen Jarko breakup. <laughs> That that feels like like a stretch. <laughs> I think I think it, uh, the surface level, this is what they are saying. They don't say like I'm breaking up. They say like you need to move on from Earth. Like it's the the the, the surface level interpretation uh, without reading any sort of subtext into into their conversation says that this is just Mark. They're talking about Marco leaving Earth. Um, but I think the obvious response to that is that this is, they're using this as a uh, uh, metaphor for their relationship. And uh, and well, yeah, because Jackie realizes that Marco just hasn't been around. So there's no real emotional connection. Even from the very beginning, I think Jackie recognized that Marco's uh, like, quote unquote, love for her was more of an infatuation. And she rolled along with it because uh, she's chill like that. But once she realizes that Marco like it just isn't in this relationship and she realized, well, I, I don't need to s- keep you around. Uh, we can just both do our own things. This isn't working. So like all in all, I while I see y- you can frame it as Marco breaking up from Earth, I, I think Marco's connection to Muni is part of why Jackie w- wanted to break off the relationship in, in the end. Definitive breakup in this episode, correct? Alex? Yeah, with the existence of Starco, yes. <laughs> well, especially for going okay. to Muni, you don't need a, ca- and, don't need a yeah. caveat anything you say in with with regards to Star with with the existence of Starco. It is an innate part of, of Star. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, fine. But yeah, yes, Jar- Jarko is no no longer happening. Okay, Andy, there, is, we, we shall hold the funeral today. Um. Okay, the demoncism for for Star for Jarko. Sure. If did did, did Tom die? Yeah, it was kind of like a funeral. Okay. That's what I thought of. I mean, I wish. No, JK. Um, Andy, <laughs> one, uh, Jarko's breakup definitive. Two, what did you think? Or is Jackie gone forever? And three, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, it was a yes, it was a Jarko um, breakup for sure, hundred percent. And uh, I think that this is most likely Jackie exiting the plot in any major way. Like we might see her in relation to Jana a couple times, but other than that, I don't think we're going to see her much. Especially if we move to what looks like the rest of the season being on Muni. I really don't think we're going to see Jackie, at least for maybe maybe next season, but this season for sure, I think Jackie's going to be to the sidelines. And I'm okay with that, because if they're not going to explore Jackie's character, I'd rather she not be there. But if she, if she while she was dating Marco, it was so frustrating that we did not get any character development for her while she was still somehow kind of a major character in Marco's life. So I'm kind of happier with her just being in the background if she's not going to play any kind of role <laughs> personally. Even though I did really like her in this episode and like their little peer date. Yeah, their peer date. Big, big Jarko moment. Um, only to have it end. <laughs> they, we got the biggest, yep. uh, other than I guess the kiss, like uh, the, the S2 finale and then this uh, rip, to, rip to Jarko. Delaney, um, any final, do you, do you agree this is Jackie's uh, last major appearance? Any final words? And also, like, what do you think of this uh uh, the show moving on from Earth, like that's the next topic I want to talk about. Is is like uh, we're just fully going to Muni now? It seems like. Um, I mean, I like I said earlier, like the whole Jackie and like going to like leaving Earth, like they're the same thing. Like not to say that like what you were saying that oh, that he just means he's leaving Earth. Like no, like breaking up with Jackie and leaving Earth are the same thing. And 
I don't necessarily agree that Jackie like wasn't developed like as like obviously she wasn't developed as much as like the rest of the characters. But we do see her like we see who she is because we go from like oh she's just this like cool quote unquote hot like skater chick and she's quiet and then you find out she's a total freak and she's just super weird and like they like rescue a lobster. So I ended up like but I like Jackie's gone and I actually think that we're I think we're done with Earth. Like I think at this point this is where the show has always been heading. For Marco to be on Muni and we're going into this kind of like Muni wacky adventures kind of thing. We're going to have Tom and Ponyhead and Kelly and we're going to be fighting monsters and like rebuilding the kingdom and dealing with new issues on Muni. And this is like what like we're going to we're leaving Earth for a very long time, if not forever. Yeah, yeah, this is so I think that is the question. Clearly, this season is moving away from Earth. And this was very uh, much faster removal from Earth than than maybe we thought or maybe not not necessarily faster, but more abrupt in this one episode. Um, Delaney thinks Delaney is espousing that the show uh, might be done in general, not just the season. Um, Any read on that, Alex? Uh, for the most part, yeah, because uh, at least in the immediate, uh, our big plot thing is basically Eclipsa, right? So that that the only way you can, and Glossary, I guess, but uh, the only way you can handle those are really on Muni. And I think that, I, I, did, I do think that there's there's still ties to Earth, like, like Janna and like Marco's family, that require us to have maybe one, one or two episodes every so often back on Earth. But yeah, I, I think our right now our majority of episodes are going to be up there in Muni. Um, yeah, Andy, uh, done done with Earth forever? Yes or no? I think that's too hard a question to answer because they could easily just be like, "Hey, Star, you're going back to Echo Creek for school again." Like, I don't think there's anything for this season. Yeah, we're done with it, but I don't think there's any way to tell beyond that. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't agree that this we're, we're we're done from Earth with the show just because the show doesn't. Um, have really have super long term plot threads. I think that this season, which is very, which will be up until this point next year, like this is a long time. Um, yeah, season three done with Earth, done with Earth. But um, you know, show could do anything at season four. There's no once once Eclipse is yeah. gone. I don't think we have any 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 reason, you know, necessarily to say oh. Muni. Maybe we'll go to a different dimension. Yeah, I guess my my thing would be I feel like if you move the the narrative back to Earth, like as a majority thing, it will feel like a ramping down, and I'm not sure if you want that for a, yeah, fourth, I, a fourth season. Yeah, I agree. I think we're done with like sco- the school slice of life. Like I think that's probably done. But Marco could just live on Earth and then um, you know scissors to other places or something like that. I think there's a way to to tie it in. Um, but yeah, the last the the last Earth thing to get into is what Alex was talking about. Which elements of Earth are staying? Clearly, we said goodbye at the end of this episode to Jackie, to Sensei, to Ferguson and Alfonso, who I didn't even know were things on the show anymore. Um, so uh, they're gone. But we also say goodbye to Jana in that scene, and it's hard. oh no, Jana's like yeah, in his that, backpack or something. Like, Jana's just happening. gonna show up. It, it, it she like, was part of the, she was there. part of the parade of goodbyes. Well, so are his parents, but like yeah, his, parents his parents are too. That's true. So yeah, Alex. Also, you... Jana didn't say bye. She just gave him his social <laughs> yeah, security. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you think so, Alex? You think that Jana and Marco's parents stay from Earth, and that's it? Yeah, I, I think those are the only main characters we need to keep around. <laughs> yeah. Here's my selling point. Here's my uh, sales pitch for keeping Jana. This is a goodbye to Marco, but Jana's still Star's friend. So I think that Star could just easily scissors and take Jana for like a bounce lounge, uh, bounce crew meeting, or something like that. 
Um, doesn't they got to call her and ask her weird questions? Yeah. So I think I think Janna's still in play on the star side, and you know Marco will be there too. So that all um, the parent also Janna and Tom are going to end up together or something ridiculous. Okay, we'll talk about that in the Tom segment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I, I don't know how we work in Marco's parents though. I don't know if they're going to be in the show for a while. He he could just like call him on the mirror. Like Star could just put a mirror in Marco's house. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. We can have yeah that we could open an episode with Marco calling home or something like that. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah, so this is like a struct, uh, a, a completely restructuring of the show that had been a long time coming. And now Marco is on uni and like, what's going to happen? Clearly there's the romantic drama, which we'll table for a second, but like, is he just going to stay at the, uh, you know, the castle and, um, be like, uh, right in the room next to star? Like what, what, what's, what are we doing? Well, I think he's, I mean, he, I think he's really, he's going to go up to river and he's gonna be like, I want to be a knight. And that's what's going to happen. Like, Marco's going to try and become a knight. And, like, that's going to be the thing. Okay. Sure. Well, what's what's being a knight immune even entail, though? I didn't really know this. Was, Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? He washes clothes. Uh, yeah, so, well, ser- like, serving the royal family. Yeah, yeah that seems... River won't even know. He'll be like, cool, here's a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alex, any any uh, speculation on what we're going to initially do with Marco and Muni? Yeah, just uh, like try to e- weave him into the royal family by make uh, making him earn his keep. I, I guess uh, he'll help the laundry man or wash the toilets. I don't know, <laughs> uh, or, or wash whatever they use instead of toilets. Uh, but yeah, and then just Mark and start hanging out. And, uh, we'll get to the Tom segment to talk about all that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy, uh, Marco, Marco, and Muni, looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it just because it means Marco and Star are back together. Yes. But what I'm really looking forward to is I really want a scene where Marco just walks into the castle and Jed is somehow already there. And he's like, how'd you get here? <laughs> and Jed is just like, hey, eating like a burrito or something on Star's bed, just already there somehow. Yeah. Like, I could see them completely doing that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I was skeptical, but yeah, I, I would like Jen appearing uh, randomly. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm cons- I, I want to know where Marco's staying. Like, uh, is he just, he's just taking a room. I guess he was already staying there, but, um, it's definitely in the castle for sure. Yeah, and how that, uh, deals with the Starco drama. These are the most important things. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, Marco, Marco back on Muni. For me, this was like, um, I, I appreciate the, this episode and the show moving, moving the plot along quickly, but this episode is a perfect example of kind of what I've been saying now for six episodes, which is that the beginning of the season after Battle for Muni has just felt like a, um, okay, we're gonna have this episode, which is gonna accomplish this, this thing, which we need to do now, uh, now that we're like shifting gears on the show. Like, we need to do the Starco drama episode, then we need to do, uh, you know, we're gonna bring Tom back, and we need to have the, uh, finished with Earth, and we need, it, it's felt very, um, structured. And uh, I feel like the best episodes of Star have never been, other than like the big finales, have never been ones that are specifically doing something to move the plot along. I feel like the show has shined in its character moments and just its kind of random stuff. Like running with scissors doesn't relate to anything. Like, yes, it's okay. It's give Marco the scissors episode. So I guess there's that. Um, you know, it's there's babies like a star character episode. You know, like I, I don't I don't know what episodes of the show have been that successful that are structured like the first six have been here. So. So I'm, you know, I, it's no surprise to me that we haven't had a super standout one, to be honest. Um, and as much as I praised uh, Demoncism, to me, it's not it's not in that that upper tier um, like these. So I I I want the show to stop painting by the numbers so much narratively. I want I want a more free form. Uh, well, oh, I do. I what I like about it though is that 
we're so consistent right now. Like, I think we're still going to have those amazing character moments and character episodes, but like, we just have to get to that point. Like we're building up to whatever, like they're setting everything up for us. But I mean, I'm really happy right now considering like we've had, like I love star and there are incredible episodes of star, but then there are also horrible episodes of star by horrible. I mean, in comparison to star, not necessarily horrible episodes of TV, but there are like, you know, I think the structure is really helping the show. And like, we're finally creating this real like plot undercurrent, but then we can table that for these character moments that were hit, like that have to be coming. Like we're going to have these big kind of showdowns with star and Marco star and Tom, Marco and Tom and Ponyhead going to have to deal with Marco again. So I think we're, we're, I mean, hopefully after this episode, maybe like we're going to be getting more into character. Like now that everyone's on Muni, we know why everyone's on Muni and we have Eclipsa. We're kind of ready to like get the ball moving, especially because we've had some kind of incredible character moments with Eclipse that I'm excited to see more about her. So I think the structure's good for right now. Just we're co- like stars kind of constant right now. Definitely consistent. You know, we haven't had that uh, all belts are off or the whatever the, right. the magic one was. But, um, you know, I'll take those episodes if I get the brilliant ones. I'd rather have the end of se- the end of season two than than this. Like kind of by, well, kind I mean, of by I think, a lot. Well, well, that's fair. I just think like we're getting there. Like we're on, we're on episode six, and the first four episodes of the season were the battle for Muni, and it was like incredible. So I think we're still like we have to. We're still we're still like on the downslide from yeah. I, like I, I, battle for Muni. I think even battle for Muni was paint by the numbers plot wise. A lot of it was just let's do this to to, to move this along because battle for Muni not intended to be a, a movie event. There's there's a lot of right. episodes with specific purposes in there. Um, and, and actually, like Moon the Undaunted is the flashback episode, and I feel like that's the one that to us stood out the most. Yes. One that didn't didn't have to do with the story. Exactly, that's the that's the by far the best one this season, and um, it's something that is not a narrative. I mean, all the episodes have a purpose, but I, I don't want. I, I think the show is worse when it has episodes that are like, let's move forward. I I honestly don't care where the narrative's going in the show. I I really like I respect like what we're doing here, um, but I really just don't care about any of it. Like the show could do anything. And- and it'd be fine. Well, I care about the narrative in that, like, that's how we're unlocking the mythology at the moment. Like, narrative is how we finally unlocked Eclipse's tragic backstory kind of stuff. Like, we finally <laughs> understood what Eclipse is about. And we're going towards that monster and human plot that I've been talking about for, like, ages. And it's coming. And I think we're having an Eclipse of, like, flashback character episode, like, at least in, like, the next three episodes that I'm super hyped about. Like, it has to be coming. Like we're gonna have Star like just having tea with Eclipsa in her tower. Yeah, definitely on on Eclipsa watch again after we saw none of her tonight. Like I'm just excited in that like we have built things up and then we're gonna have our character moments. Yeah. Like it's here. Okay, um, Alex, uh, I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I have a hot take. I want you to very you, I want to give you like 20 seconds to respond to. Um, so uh, Star, this episode of Star cutting Echo Creek and characters like uh, Ferguson Alfonso and Sensei especially is doing something that Steven Universe has never had the guts to do in cutting the Bordies and Beach City. Star is moving on from its weaker original childish elements and Steven Universe has not been able to do that. Well, uh, my my issue with that take is that these characters were were always used for comic relief in this show, whereas I think Steven Universe has been trying to do more things with people like Vidalia, like the cool kids. They're trying to give them more personality traits than that. So that's why with Star, I'm happy that they're doing it because they were in the end comic relief characters. Whereas with Steven Universe, I still think there's potential in Towny episodes to be great, even if they don't have to do with the narrative. 
Yeah, Stephen's response. Stephen Universe's response is, um, "Don't cut them. Make them part of the increasing uh, like seriousness and increased narrative of the show." And um, I'd be happy with that. But even like I, I'm maybe in the minority, but I like the towny episodes that don't have like that don't have to do with the lore as long as they give me character moments like what you're looking for with Star. Yeah, I think Stephen Universe has been mostly unsuccessful in their approach, but with regard to the the Bordies, but whatever. Okay, that's uh, for. But, but yes, we're all happy that Ferguson and Alfonso are gone. Right. So don't, let's don't quickly talk about that. Ferguson. Alfonso because they were lampshaded at the end of season two as being characters that were written off of the show after season one um it's like oh haha those are those stupid season one characters when this was a worse show and uh for here they're just back as a uh, unironic part of Marco's uh goodbye to earth um I would tell you were you shook to see them I was just disappointed to see them I was like <laughs> I thought you were gone why are you here and then like I it was really that I think that's part of what like kind of weakened some of this episode for me was the whole like, like they weren't convincing me that Marco was being really annoying because they're like, Oh, Alfonso and what's his face. Like get really upset. Like when you talk about Muni, it's like, I don't care about them. Who cares? Like <laughs> Alfonso, like they got kidnapped that one time and like almost married a fairy. Like, I don't care. About the, them I all. think that was like, the highlight of their, their existence. On like the show, yeah. 0%. <laughs> Great. And I understood what they're going for as someone who's in college and literally everyone I know is like, Oh my God, when I studied in Argentina, like I understand like where they're going. Like I know, like, yeah, I understand, but it's still like it, that's part of what's like not satisfying. Is like Janet, that was really funny. Like they're playing D and D, it's great, but it's like I don't care about you at all. Though I'm glad they're finally gone. Like good riddance. Oh man, uh, Andy, give us the Ferguson Alfonso defense since they are D and D connoisseurs. Well, I think that they're they they were worth it in this episode just because we got a D and D scene. <laughs> Like this is this is okay because they actually had character sheets that were actually fifth edition character sheets. I I investigated. They are fifth edition <laughs> character sheets, just like really stylized. And it was worth it just to see Jana be a DM because of course she is. Of course she's a dungeon master. She loves just toying with everyone in her life. Of course she'd love to kill everybody that she's friends with. Yeah, Jana Jana DM was great, and she was horrible to Ferguson Alfonso, and then she was just completely indulging Marco with his nonsense. Yeah, yeah. She totally wasn't even looking at the dice when she rolled yeah. them. She was just rolling a dice and be like, "You're dead. <laughs> You're dead." It was it was great every time she rolled that d twenty. I loved it. Yeah, um, I I actually think this was an inspired move bringing back Ferguson Alfonso for this episode because this is the goodbye to Earth and to Marco's past, and they are very representative of Marco's Earth life. And um, are they though? If we haven't seen them in his life for the past, that's the two right. Seasons? That's the bad part. But I think it, I think it, it comes. I think it, it it ties together. Like I think it's like okay. Well, that could be the part of like you know you're talking about the throwback to season one. Well, this is also like I. This is again. I think this is further evidence that I'm right that we're never going to like Earth's just gone by. Like yeah, we're Ferguson just and Alfonso, all out the key window. characters. Ferguson and Alfonso are gone. We cannot return to Earth now. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. Yeah. It, it's they're like sim- they're symbolic of the of, of the show's desire to leave this yeah behind. I, I can definitely see that. Um, but it was it was just, it's just definitely weird. I, I think the show is kind of contradicting itself by making fun of their that that gag at the end of season two and then this. Um, I don't think it ultimately matters, but yeah, it's a weird approach. Uh, so yeah, that, that was, that was a highlight. I feel like, um, quickly other, uh, other, uh, hits of, of sophomore slum. Um, yeah, the whole thing around the Cape and the, uh, we briefly touched on the, the exchange student, uh, uh, the semester abroad type thing. Um, fans of Sensei in this episode? No. 
No, he sucks. Uh, I expected this uh, from my mother and my probation officer, <laughs> but I didn't expect this that from you. That was pretty funny. That was that was. What funny. is he on probation I, for? He probably know, like, I, stole a candy bar from a mini minute mart or something like. I really loved with the fan between them, and it was like kicking up his cape and kicking up Marco's cape, going back and forth. That was really amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, the sense I agree with that. That was a really well like animated scene. It was really funny. As much as I, yeah. as much as I uh, talked about, all belts are off as a bad episode. That was actually a well a well done episode of this show. And the sensei stuff has been decent recently. So um, that being said, I never need to see sensei again. I would rather see Ferguson Alfonso again than sensei. No, Reach no, me. sensei is no. better. Sensei, is no, better. sensei is. The I worst. agree, sensei is a better character, but I his would, entire I'm done character with is an affront to me, and it irritates <laughs> yeah. me so much. I will agree with Dillard because that means we might get more D and D. Okay, yeah, more D and D. That's the takeaway. Okay, the naturally. Okay. Um, uh, what we're talking about Jackie's characterization, and I love seeing Jackie's room. Like that was like one of the big highlights for me. Like, really, we couldn't have done any of this earlier. Just like have a scene and they're like in her fake twenty one pilots, yeah, twenty one pylons poster. I love that. Yeah. And um, just seeing her as like a normal person, and uh, it was it was awesome. Um, just, just the amount of Jack here. Um, uh, it's like seeing her interact. Like I just loved like all of that, and like when they were like, "Let's steal the lobsters, let's free all of them." Like all of that was good. Yeah, Jack says you haven't even asked about my summer. You've just been talking about yours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Burn. Kind of kind of lampshading the. <laughs> I feel like the show not checking in at all, but um, yeah. What's Jackie been up to? <laughs> we don't know because we don't hear from her. Um, she was skateboarding. She was just skate. Yeah, yep. she was skateboarding a bunch. Um, uh, her dress is super cute. Yeah. Record. Any comments on her design in in the episode? Quality. Alex. Um, well, yeah, I, I like I like the dress. Uh, good good way to go out. Andy. It was it was fine. I'll I'll say but that I, I agree with Marco. I'd never be able to guess what she was thinking at all ever. Yeah. Oh, same. You yeah, know, yeah. I was like, "What do you mean, shell?" Like, I was enjo- shell, fully enjoying shell. that sequence. Yeah. Uh, before we move on the ensemble, Converse sneakers with a dress is a really good combination just in real life. That style. Um, okay, that was my attempt to give you guys a chance to bring up the mermaid thing, but nope, moving on. Um, so they didn't they didn't take the bait. Mm. Uh, the, the ultimate. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they didn't... <laughs> What? Yep. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, the ultimate date. Uh, now that Jackie's gone, that theory doesn't matter. It's done. Anymore. It's over. Yeah. I th- we see her legs in this episode, correct? Like, she has yes. legs. Okay. Um, the ultimate date. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, she has a connection to the sea. Oh, she wants to free the lobsters. She is a mermaid. Yeah, they were. They were. They were playing with fans with this episode for sure. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm just... They're definitely yeah. Uh, I'm starred, I'm, Jackie and I'm Jackie and Marco's ultimate date. Um, on the pier. Yeah. Uh, J- Jackie winning Marco the karate dog. I think that was great. Mar- there's it, again playing into the show's like slapsticky humor. Marco, it's like Marco's like this is the best day of my life. Like just the the fast paced of that. Um, uh, their three month three month anniversary. Uh, don't think I wasn't jealous of that cute lady mime. Yeah, uh, we're going. I was like dying when they were like, "Oh, if we're like basically an old married couple." And I'm like, "No, please stop." No, not. <laughs> if you were a gay couple, yes, because that's basically how that works. But uh, yeah, we're going back to lay resistance. I assume on Muni already back. So uh, that's something to watch out for. Marco uh, has six hundred fifty dollars for dinner. One last. Uh, that was funny. Gag. I just love. I love that gag. Yeah, it's so good. It's such a there. great gag. Yeah, and then they're freeing the lobster. Um, 
they uh, finally feel like I'm back on Earth. Uh, the Jarko positive moments right before the ending uh, cape. Uh, but then Jackie's like, you shouldn't force yourself to stay at Echo Creek. Um, kiss on cheek. You're like my best friend. We both knew both. No, that's not true. Yeah, sad. Um, she ships it. Like, she even ships Darko. Obviously, even Jackie ships Darko because no one could resist. Obviously. No one with- also, I totally knew he was wearing the cape the whole time. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. A- I, I I didn't, and so it made me just think, Marco, why are you such a jerk? I mean, it was. I, you know, I don't think he's like it was being like uh, tricky with it. Like I think it was just. But he was. He even said, uh, "Hey, look, no cave." Like, okay. it, like he was like showing off that he. Yeah, didn't I, I don't think it was. Mal- the- okay, let me say. I don't think it was malicious. I think he's just uh, in a psychologically unstable state and could not take it off. <laughs> he's a uh, never nude with the cape, if you will. Um, he just like yeah, yeah, he just likes the cape. Okay, yeah, uh, he likes the cape as much as we did when we saw the intro the first. Yeah, time. that's <laughs> you mean not at all. Whoa, okay, you can you can. That was an offensive statement, Alex. Bye. You have to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than this is speaking of that cartoon that shall not be named. You have to go now. Yeah, uh, that, oh my goodness. Uh, well, know. actually, are there lo- there were lobsters in SpongeBob, right? Okay. Oh my Bye. god. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Um, yeah, and they said, "Stay fine. amazing." Okay, the end to Jackie. Um, and uh, yeah, oh, oh, oh wait, opposite, oh, opposite exchange, uh, opposite direction exchange program, and then great line from Marco's dad at the end. I don't understand. We're just letting Marco leave school. Is this even legal? <laughs> that was really good. That was uh, also so funny. In, in this final thing, this is where Jana says, "Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to." <laughs> that we were like in the promo. Oh, that sounds that sounds um, ominous. No, just, Jana, it's, part it's of some, Jana, part yeah. of the plot. Yeah. Yeah, it's just but, Jana being. Yeah, Marco's dad yeah. being used. I do think it's like way too quick at the end, but at least we're like lampshading it. Okay, so uh, that's it for sophomore slump. Thumbs up on the episode. Uh, very consequential, and we haven't even talked about demonism. So let's quickly go through this. Um, <laughs> the Tom Star. It's they're holding hands at the end, and <gasps> they still up for that corn shake, holding hands. Uh, Star hugs uh, Tom when he's like freaking out, um, and uh, from the demon system. Uh, that was really cute, though. Like, wait, okay, De- defend yourself because that was a horrible <laughs> statement, Delaney. <laughs> well, because me, because I'm like, they're just such good friends. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, like, it's okay. I'm so, I, it's just, it was just so reminiscent of Katara catching Aang, and I just immediately, Stop! just really, Stop! like, I like. <laughs> Get out of here, Delaney. I know. You just yelled at me. Oh, my God. I will not have Um, that on this podcast. (laughs) Compared to Tom Starr as a guitarist. I will win. Okay. Um, At least I'm not the only one who got him angry today. Like, I was mad about it, but then I was like, oh, like, the show, like, the show's making me be okay with it. I'm really mad about it. I'm still not okay. Like, them holding hands, though, like, like, pissed me off. Like, I was like, done. Goodbye. Here's the thing. If you isolate this episode and ignore all problematic past of Tom, then it actually is really cute, right? Like, that, that yes. yeah, you just have to isolate it. Then you even, I like how you yelled at me, and this is the immediately what you followed you did up not, with. You did not have a caveat, and I did not compare it to Ketting, so this was not even close, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have committed a grave offense. Yes, I think so. Oh, my goodness. So Delaney's shipping it 100%. Ash, you just I'm reinforced what you oh said God. in the beginning of the podcast. Wow, you just reinforced I'm going to die. Oh, my God. I'm not shipping <laughs> So, Alex, oh uh, on a scale of me <laughs> to not shipping at all to Delaney, the biggest Tom Star shipper on the planet, Shut where up. do you fall? Where do you fall? Uh, I, I, I fall somewhere near near you, Dylan. That I I don't ship. What a more, what a more look, reasonable my, my, take, yeah. 
Yeah, look, my my issue with this episode, it, it feels useless in the end. I don't learn anything new about Tom. I don't learn anything new about Star. Alex, he's at the, at trying. The of, at, That's the point. He's trying to get better. But we already got that in Club Snubs. We we he was already like, oh yeah, I was inspired by you. I need to change and all. And this episode, yeah, I was inspired by you. I need to change and all. Like it's the same exact message. And also at the end of that that episode, it's like, oh, okay, we'll get a corn shake. Oh, okay, fine. So it's like next episode, date episode, we get it over with before Marco shows up. Here we're just delaying it so that Tom uh, Tom Star is still existing while Marco Marco's here. So then it just feels like a time stop, or like a time gap, like you're just delaying the whatever plot element is next. So that that's why this episode to me just does nothing interesting, and I just was just bored by it because did not nothing new came out of it. That this is the big problem is with with the Tom stuff here. It's not that. Tom is not a spectacular person and that it's unhealthy for Star to be with him. Although that is obviously true. It is, what's the point? We're not going to have Star and Tom end up more than, it's not going to live past Tuesday of next week. Why are we doing this? And, and I, I would like to point out, like, uh, something I've I've seen here is Jackie and Tom being compared. Because Jackie, the same thing was used, was done to her, right? She could have been an interesting character, but the show never dedicated time to her. All they did was just use her as the uh, the love interest to, to Marco to get star drama. And now here we're doing the same thing with Tom. There's stuff to be explored in his character, but all you're doing is focusing on, on the star link just so that Marco has something to react to when he shows up. You're not doing anything with Tom. Yeah. I, I, I think I think it's for the like Delaney said, the drama it's it's so here's my um really starco bias take. All this Tom stuff is just a means to an end to generate Starco drama. That's literally its entire purpose. Tomco's existence, Tom, not Tomco, that's a much better ship, but Tom Star's existence is, uh, Tom Star's existence is literally just for Starco. And I say uh, being, but yeah, like uh, it's just to make this role reversal. It's going to like trigger Marco into being like, I love Star. Yes, that's the whole point of it. And, um, you know, and even Tom's going to be like Marco. To be honest, and if that's Bro. the purpose, I'm fine with that because that would result in Starco. Same, honestly. <laughs> and I fine. just want them to all be yeah. bros and go on magical adventures. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. Like, Andy, what do you see as the, what, what, do you, what are your comments on the, the purpose of this Tom stuff? Yeah. This is 100% so that when Marco arrives at the castle, he walks in on Star and Tom on their little date. Like, that's all that this is for. Like, 100%. He's going to walk in on their date, and then we're going to have drama immediately. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. There's no reason to do this unless there's drama immediately. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. Yeah, I think, but, like, even Ponyhead is like, no. Yeah, Ponyhead was not a fan of this, yeah. Uh, no, she wasn't. Yeah, the the only other thing that I think they're trying to do is build Star outside of Marco. Um, but I think this is the wrong way to do that. I think that you should just have Star hanging out as friends with Janna, not Star going back to her old boyfriend. Um, like, I don't think that's a good way to set up her character. And like, I do think it's an important thing to show more of Star uh, apart from Marco because we have been getting them together all the time. Um, but but I feel like we got enough of that in Battle for Muni. Like here, I don't see it, like what what is Star's character here? Just uh, okay, I need to call. Uh, I need to take the initiative to call Tom. Hey, something's wrong with Tom. Yeah, it, it's just... and then at, at at the end, it's oh, the important thing is that you want to improve yourself. Like it it, it just felt very like you know like this Star isn't putting thought into any of these things. And I feel like we've gotten a bit farther in her character than her just 
reacting very superficially to all the things that Tom says. Yeah, I don't think it's about like character development specifically. It's just star moving. It's the star moving on from Marco arc. Like that's what we're trying to do here. And so that's, that's what we're bringing Tom as a means to an end to that. Um, but, uh, I do think it resulted in this gorgeous episode and, uh, star, oh, star did say, Oh, you look so nice to Tom. Um, when, uh, when he saw, <laughs> she saw him in his demon sism outfit. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's some, uh, some moments, uh, but it's, you know, the, the Tom star, we we're on a limited lifespan here and it's frustrating that the show is focusing on this, but Tom, how about Tom's character himself? Because like we said uh, earlier, this, this Tom self-improvement arc was handled in club snub, but also this has basically just been his arc the entire show going through anger management. Um, so this is constantly right. a thing from him. And this is, I think one of the best, uh depictions of this tom self-improvement thing like i i buy it here like last episode they kind of botched the make tom sympathetic um depiction because he like had that unsympathetically getting mad and as i talked about last episode he was actually being really sexist with um his uh realization after he thought uh star and marco were together um and uh i don't think they mostly like he seemed fine relative to how he was before but i think they kind of failed in club snubs and here i think that he comes across a lot better like i don't i didn't see anything i I didn't like from him here i agree like i I think that's part of why i was like i really like this episode and it makes me mad like he was like he was fine and like i you know like it made a lot of sense like he was being stupid but like there wasn't anything that i was like this is awful and then it was really funny it was like this little tiny ball of rage and then they're like oh no there's a million of these in you yeah, yeah. That, it's like, yeah, you're literally a demon. You should have uh, more than right. more than one of those. Uh, Andy, yay or nay and Tom on this episode? I mean, I liked, I liked his portrayal on this episode, but I, I almost... Yeah, I like him in this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any, You guys have all said a lot of stuff, and I don't think I can really add to it. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just add here that I think his humor in this episode is really good. Like, his very, like, chipper vibe and, like, making, like, witticisms to how the ritual is going... Like that part I enjoy of Tom. Oh, that was really it, funny. Yeah, like uh, that, oh, that's, mag- that's perfectly fine. And, and I think I would be less frustrated with this episode if Club Snub didn't exist because uh, you're right on on its own. Like Tom be, trying to better himself, like that's a good story. It would have been a better story if I hadn't heard it uh, yesterday. Yeah, literally. Ar- arguable that this literally is arguable yesterday. that this placement is hurt just by the uh, the bomb format of this. Yeah, it might have worked better uh, on a separate week, or may- if they were airing like one eleven segment minute segment a week, this could have been like two two or three weeks, right? But um, see that those factors I think are, are hard to control, and we're just clearly on an arc here, and this need- this is ending soon. So when else are you going to do it? Um, but I think the- as Alex mentioned, um, Alex finally coming around to the uh, correct perspective on this issue. Uh, the the highlight of this episode is Ponyhead and Star and Ponyhead. Uh. Uh, Only head is such a roller coaster, man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's her no, character. No, she's yeah. always so, great. It's not a roller yeah, coaster. I, no. She's always okay, great. Andy, you. So we got Alex's take uh, yesterday that uh, Ponyhead generally sucks, but was good lot yesterday. What? So she, she's good in some episodes, bad in some other episodes. That's all no, I'm she's saying. Not. Respond, Andy. She's always great. She's always great. This episode was amazing, and she always is amazing. This episode like, is amazing uh, with Ponyhead. I agree with you. <laughs> her interacting with her old seahorse date and her going in front of the cult and like asking what they're going to do for fall colors. like All of her stuff is amazing in this episode, and it's not any different than the way she acts every other episode. No, she never look, look, acts see, any different. 
I like her when she's doing distracting stuff or like when she's like making jokes about her surroundings. I don't like it when she manufactures drama into drama, drama, situations drama, that drama, don't need. That's her yeah. entire character. That's no, what she, does. she doesn't do it here. I, don't, she's I, just I, like, I, don't, I just don't get the point of getting frustrated with her manufacturing drama. Like uh, she's an amoral character. You just got to let her go and do her thing. Like this is. I don't know. It, it's just it's annoying the way she does it. I don't know. She's but, so like, funny. But, I love but her. It, in this episode, she is very yeah. funny, and she's probably the best character in this entire episode. Yeah, Delaney, thoughts on Ponyhead here? Uh, she's incredible, and I just adore her so much. Yeah. There's so many. Uh, she's just the best. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm 100 positive on Ponyette. Ponyette is the fourth best character on the show, if not the third, to be honest. Like she's honestly like she's so great. Like I adore. And she might have. Like, I think she. So I think. I, okay, how about this? With this episode, Ponyette has jumped Janna in the star power rankings and moved to third place, right behind Star and Marco. I agree. Oh my god, when she goes maroon, and like I'm just dead. Like it's so funny. And then like then she goes, and she's like, okay, the potluck. I everyone needs to say because we're not just gonna have chips. Like she's so funny. Yeah. Like she's like she's one the most relatable character on the show. Like Ponyhead like, relates the to being a floating unicorn, yeah, head. unicorn head. Yeah, yeah, I relate to Ponyhead. Like she's so great. Like I love her so much. And coming from in season one where I hated her, and now I'm just like she's the best character. Like she's so funny. Ponyhead is by far the mvp of star member so far like oh honestly she's everything she she's says been so like, consistently hilarious. good okay we talked also like she's sweating <laughs> she's like I'm, not, yeah. like I'm unreliable like it was so funny to be honest i agree with you but ponyhead has been like two out of three episodes she's been really good and three i think three, that's three, enough three. in the in this group of three episodes three, so far three, because three, no, no other characters stood out as yeah. much good in all episodes and the funniest <laughs> funniest lines of all the as you guys mentioned several times this the the highlight of this episode i think is uh well you know th- there's some gorgeous arcs uh there's the, the demon schism ritual it's gorgeous and the end scene is gorgeous but like the highlight humor wise probably this whole season so far is ponyhead's um announcements uh, to the the demonism <laughs> so group, good. and yes. this just really hit for me. As I assume this is a universal thing at like religious services, but um, for me especially, this is like literally exactly what happened at synagogue growing up. Every every week, it's it's yes. it's like, the, 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 the synagogue president comes up and literally it's like oh, falls coming up and just nonsense. And it's it's so perfect parody of that type of thing. Um, yeah, she says. No, literally everyone can relate to this. Like. For anything, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, some last minute announcements. Also, my school's colors are maroon, and it was so funny. Okay, it's like, a maroon, I was like a maroon immediately takedown. maroon. So, as you all know, fall is coming up. Okay, let's take <laughs> so- a vote on our new spooky robes. The first color we're gonna <laughs> vote on robes. is maroon. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, funny. so just not a hot ticket. That's fine. Yeah, um, that was. Really, I like how like he like one guy raised yeah. him. Everyone like <laughs> him. everyone so shaved him. It was incredible. Yeah. It's so good. That's like, like they're just like evil. They have like red eyes and they're wearing hoods and like it's just so funny. Yeah, it it's that 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 scene is so incredible. Um, Jenny Slate just kills that scene. Like she she's so good in this episode and so, so good cool. all season. Um, and uh, just uh, not even there's tons of other great pony headlines. I think the second best is um, she says uh, you gotta like punch a tree or something to star, and she's like, girl, you know I hate trees. And then that was good. <laughs> yeah, and she's like harder, harder. Dang, not that hard after. The thing blows up I behind her. her. She's so good. Uh, I'd like to nominate her her delivery of a, after she tells Star about Tom. Oh no, I'm unreliable. Yeah. Oh, no, oh no, I'm unreliable. <laughs> it was really good. 
I'd like to also nominate her talking about her ex-boyfriend when they're in the Reflector Mobile store when she talks about like shaving the non like the, the water horses because they're not real horses. Yeah, no, that was good. Also, I'm a gift. And she's like crying yeah. rainbow tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ponyo like, says he well, you are says he doesn't even know me, and I'm like the best person anyone could know. I'm like a gift. Yeah, it's it's so good. I agree, Ponyo is a gift. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad we made a reference to the soullessness of working in retail. Yeah, you, uh, you, you related to the, the. So is that what that was? He had his soul taken away, and now he works in retail. That was the parody. And then, like the really, yeah. like the really awkward, like printing the map, and Ponyhead's oh crying. God. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! So many good Ponyhead moments here. Yeah, her crying rainbow tears is a, yeah. Oh man. Um, so again, like, so demonism is even better just because of all the Ponyhead moments. Just like. I don't even remember which episode it was, where I was like, I like this episode better now because of all the Ponyhead moments. Because Ponyhead's No, seriously, I think the best episodes have been... My my nominations for best episodes of the season would be the three Ponyhead episodes, I think, right? Like, um... Which one? Which one was she on choosing? You have to go yeah. visit her kingdom. Yeah, clubs. Yeah, the go. club sub, sense of a hoodie, and uh, this one I think are the best three to me. Um, so because of Ponyhead, purely mm-hmm. okay. Um, other other sure. good moments from this episode. Uh, Star talking about uh uh ponyhead's ex and stars like which ex sorry that sounded way more judgy than i wanted it to um that was really yeah, good that was nice yeah, that was good um yes the seahorse uh ex he wrote that song about me and is like oh yeah you're all trash um and then it's <laughs> like oh he was such a, such romantic. a romantic yeah that was good so yeah. good uh yeah seahorse working at reflector reflectacore mobile i appreciate that we're getting into their the cell phones of this universe um Yes. Yeah, we need more mythology building here. Uh, weren't the Pixies behind them though? Isn't the isn't maybe that was one company and now there's like several because we don't want the Pixies to have a monopoly. You the know? Pixies couldn't could just be behind <laughs> this though, and this is like the retail front. Couldn't that be a thing? It could yeah, be, but I like the idea that this is Verizon and the Pixies are AT and T. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pixies are AT and T, so there's some AT and T shade there from Alex. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think I. <laughs> Uh, I just I just picked two random phone companies. Yeah, it was. It was uh, I mean, there's only really the two. appropriate for. Oh wow, T-Mobile uh, customers are shook at, at Andy right now. Um, oh no! Sprint still around? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, p- p- uh, Ponyhead says, uh, "Can't we even talk like normal horse horse persons?" I like that one too. Um, normal horse horse persons. I didn't know that was the correct terminology <laughs> for what they are. Um, now we know. I guess so. Um, yeah, and uh, I think I think that's it for our our good pony headlines. And uh, what? Oh, just the just the demoncism stuff is the other thing I want to get into because the like the ritual the the, the guy the demoncism guy he was uh, he was pretty funny, and uh, he like the toy chest at the end and him just uh, oh that was funny I was dying that's me at the dentist I'm like I want I want the bouncy ball like give it to me like I am a grown woman but I want that bouncy ball. <laughs> All they gave me was lollipops. They never gave me toys. Yeah. Well, we had bouncy balls, and then it was lollipops, and then I was less interested. Yeah, I guess they take the pinwheels from it, and then they have that when they're holding hands at the end. They took uh, two. Uh, <gasps> they took two toys, I have, yeah. I have a question here. Like, I, I know we don't really want to get back to Star Tom, but just like in the middle of Tom being possessed and all, whatever, and then Star, like, her idea is to, like, hug him? Like, did that actually work, or was it with Tom... 
Like, it's just super typical. Like, okay. that's something Delaney, I have something to confess. Yeah, like, what, what was the point of the star? What? I was, I oh was God, too, en- I would, no, I was too enraged at your comment to actually understand what you were saying. Just the second you brought up uh, Katang, I just lashed out. You, but I, now I, now I actually get I what you're saying. Now I actually, now I actually, it's referring to the episode one moment. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha, Delaney. You I just you you put me into a blind rage there, so I blacked out and I didn't I didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> you were the absolute worst. Maybe Are we that done? might have that I'm might done. have been a reference to actual an actual Avatar reference. Yeah, I don't know. If so, they they need to stop because that is not the correct uh, terminology. Oh yeah, and then just in general, um, Tom says he wants to change. Uh, Star was uh, being a, the best princess she can be. Time for Star to be Tom to be a better prince. He says so. Um, nice. Yeah, sure. I don't know what being a good demon sure. prince means, but yeah. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Oh my god, that was the thing I didn't get to talk about. It was like his dad. <laughs> Dave. Dave. His mom. Yeah, yeah. We definitely said she was the best character, yeah. Okay. Um Yeah, I think I think that's good. We hit <laughs> on this. Uh Delaney, final comments on these two episodes. Um, I hate you, and no one's gonna get to the. It's not a comment on the episode. For you, (laughs) acknowledge that I'm right. Yeah, people turned out already. No one's gonna get here. I really like these episodes. They're quality. I just really love Star right now and like where it's going. And I'm just honestly, I'm just here for more Eclipsa. But everything's going really well, and I'm shockingly like Tom can be here. Oh, okay. Tom's allowed to stay. Says okay, gotcha. I have I have decided he's allowed. Not not allowed to stay for me, but. I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, not save the date. But he the, he needs to be. Okay. Yeah, he's Marco. allowed to stay just so Marco can walk in on them, and then we drama. can't magical adventures. And then yeah, okay, him that's and Tom. I'm... Yeah. Oh, uh, Tom ending up with Jana. That's is that a thing that's happening? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have time to talk about. It. Okay, uh, Andy. Final thoughts. Uh, my uh, I, I just want to say again that I love D and D, and I love this representation of D and D, and that's really all. That's, that's your number one takeaway. <laughs> yes, I loved it, Dylan. I can't believe they actually made fifth edition character sheets. I'm telling you, I looked at them; they were a hundred percent fifth edition character sheets, and it was incredible. I loved it okay, so Andy, much. What, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I I'll indulge I... you with this question: What's the better depiction of D and D media uh, in media in the last three months? Uh, this uh, uh, Stranger Things or Life is Strange Beyond the Storm? It that that it's definitely not Stranger Things. A hundred percent not oh, Stranger take. Things. Okay, that's that's all you get. Okay, there's <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. Stranger not Things takedown. Stra- yeah, this is a better better D and D depiction than season two of Stranger Things, says Andy. Um, Alex, what are your final thoughts here? Um, I'll use my final thoughts to talk about the food. Um, in the in Demoncism, we have another mention of corn shakes. I really want to recommend Atol de Elote to our listeners. It's a really good corn beverage. If you want to look it up, you can use milk there. It's really tasty. And as for the uh, sophomore slump, croissants are the best bread item in the bakery. You will not go wrong if you get if you get a what croissant. Are you, what are, That's all I gotta what say. are you, Sam? Like, what are you just doing the the, the food takes as your final <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> Okay. Uh, sure. Why yeah. not? But uh, also, I just really like okay. croissants. That's va- that's croissant. valid. I wonder how much they were going for like an actual food reference, or if it was just a, a milkshakes. Except Nuni only has corn, so we'll replace it with corn. I think that's probably like I don't know. If, I mean, I doubt it. I don't think many people know Atol de Lote yeah, exists. I, I think. But, the, yeah, yeah, I think it's more coincidental. But yeah, we need to see them uh, getting it right. Did they? Did they get it in this episode? I don't even remember. No, we're going to have that for the next okay. episode, and Marco's just going to walk yeah, in, it's and gonna we're going to have wonderful. another Tom oh. Marco. Ah. ah, 
Okay, that's that's good final thought. Ah, yeah, um, yeah, good. <laughs> a lot to talk about here. Even if um, I st- I'm still looking for that standout episode, but I did really uh, like a lot of what we're seeing and um, looking forward to Lint Catcher. We're back to the laundry, really, Lint Catcher. Um, Marco joins the laundry. Oh, Hooray! Yeah, yeah he's be a laundry knight. I don't. Re- I, I've probably read the description, but I honestly do not know what it is at this point. So I don't know if we're joking or not about him being I mean, a laundry that, that knight. That seems like the obvious thing. No, right? it's not. And, and, Stop! And, don't. And it's like an Indiana. It's an Indiana Jones thing. He gets to replace him, and now this guy can go free to die in a peaceful place. Ugh. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> that. And then trial by Squire. So maybe we'll get that eclipse of trial tomorrow so that's what we're looking for forward to um best episode title is next week with princess turdina but well we still we still have that to look forward to um so yeah it's a more star coming up thursday uh yeah we're every day every day star overly animated.com search for overly animated a star vs. the force of evil subscribe to us youtube youtube and itunes don't miss any of our star coverage please let us know um which of the many yelling matches in this podcast whose side you were on i don't remember them all but um I'm sure you'll you can pick a side. That should be that's your comments, the commenting job. And then uh or you could uh, tell us on Discord to text chat with us there at overlyanimated.com slash discord or support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Alec, aka Frozone. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, back for more star and look, watch out. It's Steven universe, six episodes dropping very soon. Uh, you don't want to miss the busiest week in overly animated history. Um, overly animated.com for all that plus 500 podcast coming soon in the middle of Steven universe. So, uh, yep, that's the, the numbering worked out. So, uh, thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.